Welcome to the Live Well, Perform Better podcast, brought to you by Below the Line. My name is David Duggan, and I am part of a team made up of experts from the worlds of business, elite sport, adventure, and health and well-being. We are coaches, mentors, and advisors to some of the world's biggest companies and organizations, as well as smaller businesses, entrepreneurs, and people looking to make their mark in the world. Our guiding mantra at Below the Line is live well, perform better. What does that mean, you might ask? Good question. Maybe the easiest way to describe it from our perspective is finding the formula that works for you when it comes to things like looking after your physical and mental health, running your business, developing your career, leading your people, or simply being able to show up as brilliantly as possible into your own life, both for yourself and those around you. That's why each week I sit down with a member of our team or an invited guest for a conversation that focuses on the question, what do the words live well, perform better mean to you? This question is a way into exploring with people from a range of different backgrounds, industries and disciplines. What are the practices, techniques, habits or ideas that they use to help them show up and be at their best in all areas of their lives? Whether that's as CEOs, leaders or managers, or as parents, family members, or friends. We keep it short and sweet so that you can extract all the good stuff and get on with the rest of your day and hopefully put some of our knowledge, experience and expertise into play for yourself. This week I'm delighted to be joined by a very special guest, Jennifer Rock, aka The Skin Nerd, CEO and founder of Skin Ingredients and a multi-award winning dermal facialist. This was a fascinating conversation with an inspiring, energetic and hugely relatable person who just happens to be an entrepreneur, CEO, mother and media personality with a growing business, brand and profile, both here in Ireland and internationally. Warm, open, honest and with a good line in self-deprecating humour, Jennifer is also someone who possesses a strong sense of purpose and determination about who she is, what she does and why she does it. In this conversation, she spoke to me about how her growing awareness of the need for greater alignment between her personal state of wellness and her work in the last few years has led her to care more for herself, both mentally and physically, and how important getting this right is for her, not just personally, but for her business, her brand, her team, and her aim to be the best CEO for her company that she can be. For Jennifer, this is about building time for a few small but key daily and weekly activities that she knows work for her never accepting that you are the finished article and working with and tapping into a range of personal and professional mentors and coaches on a regular basis. Please subscribe at www.belowtheline.ie where you can stay up to date with our podcast as well as exclusive online events and sessions including our Press Pause coaching community and our story coaching programs. Thanks for listening and see you next week. first question it's usually gives us a good insight into who you are and what you do etc but why do you do what you do why do I do what I do I do love that question as opposed to what do you do I do what I do out of passion and that's sincere and I know a lot of people might say that it feels like the answer I'm supposed to give you but for anyone that doesn't know who or what my background is it's very much skincare at 13 I suffered with my own skin and I think that empathy has carried the whole way through so I was quite a a persistent child I would say that my parents were very much more of the academic world and so wanting to enter into the beauty and skincare sector perhaps wasn't something that was the norm in the in the 90s into the early noughties 
So I really had to convince people and myself that this was the career I wanted to get into. And the reason I say that is it wasn't just I fell into it. I really had to convince people around me that I was going to do this. So from age 14 to 18, I worked for completely free. I am a connoisseur at cutting up cotton wools, making tea, answering phones. So I did all of that to show myself and my family that this was the career I wanted to do. And that passion piece came from having not had had great skin, really not feeling well in myself, being teased as many teenagers can identify with that was my reality and then feeling better in my skin gave me so much more confidence so when I look back now the words you put around it would be I look at at issues with confidence at issues with self-awareness at issues with self-esteem and giving myself time that's what I essentially see skincare as I gifted myself time to look after myself morning and night and took control of a situation and then felt better as a result of it so for me skincare is so much more than just to the skin that you can see there's so much more to it so why do I do it I do it because I know how much of a difference it made to me to look after it and so then I want to be able to have that knowledge to share so a large part of my career to date has actually been based in in around training and education so I've been fortunate enough to work in London and I've traveled to Australia and America South Africa with it so I suppose it's an amalgamation of meeting all these different multidisciplinary elements whether it's dermatologists nutritionists etc and wanting to compile that and then simplify it that people can understand it and educate so why do I do it because I've walked it I still walk it my skin is not flawless I am not an Instagram filter so I want to make sure that we can help people feel good in their skin in a realistic way and and as I understand it it, there's two or three I guess uh, strands to that that has uh, as a result of that passion if you like so there's the education piece there's a there's a product piece as well just tell me a little bit more about that as well do you wash your face now David am I talking to the converted here are you a good skincare user you cleanse you serum you SCF every day uh no I don't um <laughs> The one, I suppose the two things I do that I've realized actually in the last couple of months. So in the first lockdown, so 2020, I started intermittent fasting because I'd put on too much weight and I was drinking too much coffee. And the the knock on benefit that that had on my complexion has been remarkable. And then because, as you can see, I know people can't see, but anyone who knows me knows I am follically challenged. So I put on sunscreen, <laughs> I put on sunscreen every day and um, that's about it. But that's a lot that honestly, that's what you need to do. So you've taken the words out of our mouth. So our philosophy in skincare is to answer your question, what what is it and what do I own and what do I run on a daily Mm. basis? So the brand is called the Skin Nerd, which essentially says we're nerdy about skin. And within that, there's two parts. There's one, which is an online consultation piece whereby we have trained, fully trained skincare specialists that you come online, you fill out a consultation form and you have essentially like a personal trainer for your skin. They just guide you because I think, well, I think we know that the skincare sector is one of the largest sectors. And it's often the underdog in, in, in the world. People tend to favor other sectors over it. However, when you then have somebody that understands skin, understands the emotional roller coaster you've been on to get there, and they can essentially teach you and guide you. It's like having a personal trainer that tells you what to do, what not to do. So that's what we call the nerd network. So it's essentially a network of people. There's 50,000 people that have had a consultation. And what we do is we guide you through what to do, what not to do, what products to use. We do have a store attached to it. You do not have to buy the products from the store, but they just make it easier for you. We don't believe that one brand is the answer. So we might have, you know, a little bit of a cleanser from one brand or you might need more activity from another. So you kind of amalgamate it. So it is a very much a tailored regime for you to use at home within your budget. 
and then you come back to us every couple of weeks and we touch base with you because we all need somebody to be accountable to and that's why I'm sure we'll talk about it later I surround myself with a lot of mentors because we all need a support group that can guide us and you know challenge us and essentially that's what the, we call them the nerds the nerds do for our clients they guide our clients they challenge our clients and help them get the skin they deserve the other part is newer so it's only two and a half years old so it's only it's only learning to walk as you would say in childlike years so it's called skin ingredients again you might see there's a, a play on the word so the word skin and ingredients have been merged and it's our product offering that we brought out and it is really simple in its approach it's affordable it's non-gender and it's essentially all about getting results for the skin in a way that we educate so for anyone just for a visual piece if you can imagine there's like a purple cleanser, there's a green serum, there's a green bottle serum, should I say a red bottle serum and an orange bottle serum. And they literally are numbered one, two, three, four. And on the back, it has all the information you need to know. I'm in a really fortunate position, David, that I, I get lots of products sent to me. I do a lot of TV and radio. So I'm fortunate enough to be on all the press drops and I get products sent left, right, center. It's such a noisy world. And it's so hard to know what product X does that Y doesn't and vice versa. So what we wanted to do was drown all that noise out and just teach you on the back of the bottle who's it for, how to use it, can you use it if you're pregnant, can you use it if you're allergic to aspirin, do you use it night and day, what order do you use it in? So it's all about education and getting results for people so that they don't have to overcomplicate and they don't have to overconsume. And it's also, again, for anyone that doesn't know, it's also extremely sustainably driven. So everything is refill based. So we're the first brand that we know of worldwide that has every single SKU, every single product within our range that is completely refillable. So it's our step towards making a difference, not just towards skin, but having a better impact on our carbon footprint too. Um, and just moving on to just our, our strap line, which is live well, perform better. And I know, as I was saying to you before we started recording, that can be a potentially frustratingly um, oblique or opaque kind okay. of phrase, but I'm just really interested, um, given you know, you're running a couple of businesses, there's an, awful, uh, uh, there's an awful lot going on for you inside work as well as outside work, as, as, as there is with lots of people. But what do those two words kind of mean to you? It's a, re I, it's a challenging question because it's going to change regularly. So had you asked me four years ago, before I started this business, pre-meeting Dave Gribben, who definitely deserves um, a bow down at this stage, live well would have meant something totally different to it does to me standing here today in 2022. So I'll say what today it means. Live well today means that there's a balance between home and work. Jennifer, four years ago, wouldn't have answered very much about home bar my son. I wouldn't have prioritized. I now have what I like to call like the, it's like a, a circle and I divide it out each year and I kind of look at my spirituality, my financial piece, my relationship with self, relationship with my partner. And I and I try to look at it. Now that sounds quite calculated and contrived. I remember saying that to a friend recently and she was horrified that I would do that. But it's my only way to look at each part. It doesn't mean I excel at the spirituality part. I'm definitely better at other parts, but I'm aware that I should be looking at it. So living well to me is keeping myself somewhat accountable to know that there's a fuller life than just work or just home that you know they, they can live in synergy so living well within both of those means that I'm present and I'm productive so in work productive is definitely a keyword for me so what does productivity look like again varies from month to month we're a young ambitious hungry company so we're constantly changing our processes so culture is changing everything's changing so productivity does vary but I need to feel that satisfaction and I try to hold myself accountable on a weekly basis 
I ask myself, did I do the best I could for the company? So living well in work, that's what that means. Living well at home, I have been great at looking after my mental health, but less than my body health, not dissimilar to you. I'll try blame COVID, but it was definitely an issue prior where I just sat too much. I went from a very busy lifestyle of being a therapist, being a facialist, being on planes, moving, walking, getting your 10,000 steps in on a day to day without even noticing, plus yeah. being a bit of a gym fiend. And then I just went to sitting on my derriere. So things are obviously going to change. And then that became a vicious cycle where I was sluggish and so on and didn't make great decisions about food. So Dave Gribbon was the first person that said to me years ago, you know, you need to be well to run a business well. And I, I told him this since, so I'm not speaking out of turn. He's going to hear this, I know. I thought he, I thought he was, I, I just didn't agree. I was like, no, no, no. And there was a martyrism inside me that thought I had to work every minute, every hour, skip lunch, skip dinner, miss weddings, miss christenings to be, inverted commas, successful. And it's generally only the last year and a half that I would say that I realized that's not the case. So to answer your question in the longest way possible, live well changes time to time in business. Now it's totally different four years ago, performing better. To me, I can see the direct correlation between how healthy I am and how healthy the business is. There's no denying it. And perform better obviously means things like um, a greater delineation, if you like, between work and home and um, the, pro- the productivity piece uh, you mentioned as well, I presume. Very much so. So performing well at home is being present that I don't have my phone around me and I'm engaged in conversations and not sitting at the television and having my dinner. It's having, it's actually committing to breakfast, lunch and dinner. Now that's just relatively new. So ask me again in a year and let's see if I'm still holding myself to that. But I was very good at doing breakfast and dinner because my son was there and during the day it was just a write out and there was no self-respect for myself. But as soon as someone else came into the equation, it was important to do that. So that, that's huge for me, so being present. In terms of work productivity, it's really about trying to step in on a CEO. So my title is CEO and founder. And because CEO is, I feel like getting a degree and a master's all well together. And my background isn't in business, it's in skin. So becoming productive and, and stepping up to the challenge of what that title means and what responsibility it holds for myself and within my team and within the company and how it's portrayed publicly and internally, mm. that's what productivity means at the moment. Yeah. Not the hours as much anymore, but the output from the hours I put in, whereas I used to want to work till two or three. Honestly, I don't know how I survived when I look back and it was all about the hours, but I I wasn't using, I wasn't being as resourceful as I could have. I was using all the hours that God gave me, but I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't truly checking into work to make sure I did the job that only I could do well. I was struck by what you said there about really looking after yourself. Um, and I'm wondering about the, the the pressure, if you like, of being in the, the quote unquote beauty industry um, where there's an onus to present well and look well. So I'm wondering, you know, was that a factor in in you kind of starting to put yourself first and really kind of tackle some of those things related to your well-being? Or was it a, a, a deeper kind of need within yourself? I generally believe my answer now is the latter. It's it's a, it's a need within myself, but I don't believe there are probably that many people that could have gotten into the beauty sector and not have cared how they looked because it's usually why you fall into it yeah. to a degree, unless it's a health or a medical part of the aesthetic sector. So yes, I would say as a human, I'm very aware of my appearance and the pressure that there then is added to that is slightly more because I'm a female founder. Yeah sector I'm on television regularly I'm asked to do an awful lot of media pieces so there is a certain type that 
you feel you should. There's a certain pressure I would have put on myself to conform. There's been so many changes in the last few years with body positivity and um, body, like not, that's not, that's only one example that many people disagree with, but all different sizes, all everything can exist now in parallel. And I believe that that has definitely helped me to feel calmer in myself and not feel that internal goal to be this societal perfect version of myself because I'm not designed to be a catwalk model but I am designed to know skincare and have empathy and create products that work and that's what I'm happy to do yeah yeah and it sounds like you know really knowing yourself helps with that um, presentation if you like I've worked a lot in the last year with a life coach of mine who is a big believer in your internal dialogue and I know a lot of people might turn off on this and think oh goodness but I could probably meet you for 20 minutes and be able to say oh David is x y and z and I can describe my mother and my partner and my son and my best friends to a t but could I sometimes I feel at times and this might not be relevant to everybody but the conversations I'd have with myself are more oh you shouldn't have done that oh my goodness Jennifer why did you and I just spent my life beating myself up. I never stopped to celebrate and yet I celebrate everyone else around me. So I've really worked hard on the last year on my internal conversation, i.e. like you said, my actual relationship with myself. And I don't believe in this whole falling in love with yourself piece, but I do believe, and don't laugh, but I, I tried to go out on dates with myself. So not have a phone, not have a distraction, go for a walk without having everything around me, just actually be with my thoughts and not let them be so negative. Mm. And that, I do believe has helped me feel better in me for me. And it doesn't happen every day. Sometimes I fall down the absolute hellhole of Instagram and comparison and TikToks and why don't I? Like it's not an everyday situation, but it's bringing yourself back to that. Oh yeah, and I, I, I can relate to that. You know, my, my own head can be a dark place at times and you've got to, um, you do have to make time and you've got to put the effort in to kind of rewire yourself. Um, and it's, it is a kind of an everyday type thing and you're right that doesn't mean you don't end up kind of going hang on how have I been talking to myself the last little while um, and catching yourself but I, I agree with you I think it's a constant kind of thing and I suppose my next question you know related to what you've been saying there um, which is all fascinating but you've and you may have touched on some of this stuff already but you know the practices or habits or behaviors that what do you engage in or try and do on a daily basis or maybe it's a weekly basis monthly basis to help you you know be at your best annual basis um no I so the reality weekly is I have to exercise at least three times a week I know I'm supposed to tell you seven times a week but I'm going to just be completely frank and candid um I do have an exercise bike that is underneath my standing desk which helps me physically move my body but not to exertion points so I wouldn't classify it as exercise so I have to do that I have to get out every single day I work from home at the moment we've made a decision to be a digital company for forevermore yeah we have warehouse obviously in our, our distribution centers but in terms of I am home seven days a week so I have to physically leave I have to go to the beach and I was mm. on a video with you guys in the past and that's what I spoke about readily and I know Jerry Hussey and I were talking about the same and Dave Gribben so for me to answer your question every single day I have to get out of the house have to go to the beach even if I sit in my car and get out for two seconds and look at it back in I need that fresh air that's mm my my way um I do exercise purposely and I actually choose to exercise because it has to be part of my day to think about like that I go to a life coach every second week mm. and I drink a ridiculous amount of water and I do eat particularly well but I, I still need to move more I think what I've started to realize is I eat well but I spend 12 hours of my day sitting so I still need to bring more movement in so I should when I speak to you this time next year be saying five six times six times a week exercise but yeah the life coach is really important to me at home that's that's 
hugely important to me and the exercise is important and getting outdoors physically outdoors even just for 10 minutes a day is, is part of what I have to do to feel like me to the point that if I don't my partner will say you haven't actually gone to the beach in a few days have you not though it's obvious that I do need it to benefit those around me yeah yeah and, and you mentioned something earlier as well about mentors and having them around so obviously there's a life coach and there's a, probably a few other people kind of in your corner so just talk to me about how you um have found that process and maybe how you plug into those various mentors the life coach one is one I keep very much for home I try mm-hmm. not to talk about work because back to that divide piece and trying to see I, I need to reword that you are the same person at home as you are in work but I have different responsibilities and desires in both places so my life coach is very much about keeping my home life in check and learning my triggers and how can I be the best version of myself because the healthier I am the ripple effect it has on all of my relationships but in work I've been so lucky to have the most amazing mentors from day one and, I, and people always ask how do you get them I've been really lucky that I've gone into business with people that have advised and then as years have gone by I haven't been shy about coming forward and I'll, I'll message somebody and one particular person who it's frustrating I'm not allowed to say who they are but they're huge global and I and I remember chancing my arm and I just happened to get a reply I must have caught her PA on a good day and that person person has been hugely influential in helping guide me as to where I want to go I'm nowhere near that person yet in in their mindset in their delivery in their in what they're in what they've done with their business but it's it's inspiring to be around and it's just one hour every two months but it just it just changes my next three four five as long as I want but it definitely changes weeks on end Mm -hmm. because you're just you're learning and I think what I love about podcasts like yours and there's so many pieces of podcast out there but you're getting sound bites from people that you're you're constantly exposed whereas that wasn't the reality 10 years ago you had to know somebody now I feel you can learn through mm. so many different areas of the media yeah yeah and it, it sounds to me again you, you know so I've got uh I've got a mentor or a coach in that part of my life I've got something else here so it sounds to me like you've been very strategic um and maybe that's not the right word but you're conscious about which I think is a really important thing when it comes to coaching. Some people kind of, I need a coach for what? I'm not too sure. But I always say to people, if you know what you want the coach to help you with, that can just change. That's that's game-changing stuff. So it sounds to me like you've got that part of the formula. Um, you're coming to it consciously. I'm definitely a person that loves a plan to the point that it's probably as much of a strength as it is a weakness. Um, I try not to think like a to-do list. So please, anyone that's listening, please tell me there's someone else out there that wakes and goes, right, I have to do this, to this, to this. Once I go from that, I can go to that. Then I, and it's just, it's it's all laid out. My calendar is color coded. Everything is done by structure. I'll only meet you four to five minutes. I have to have time pre and post to prep. And, and so I really plan my time out quite well. So because of that, and because I think there's a huge responsibility when you work for yourself or you work at a high level, it's they're much, much of the muchness, you have to have self-awareness. So I could tell you quite easily what my weaknesses are. So once I know what they are, then I'll find somebody to help me with them. So if I can just own it, um, it's accounting. And I just, I, I love it because it's storytelling and it tells me the truth of the business, but it's not where I would choose to live every single minute of the day. But if I don't have the right data, how can I execute and make plans? But so as a result of that, I went back and I've done accounting courses and I've, I have an, a, an external CFO that trains me every single Wednesday, 
every single except for Christmas day he takes a day off but just to guide me through the cash flow externally so that I'm constantly equipped with the right questions to know how to help pose right questions in the boardrooms so so yeah to answer your question I know my weaknesses and I have no problem I'm, I have no problem accepting them in fact I just want to try and turn them into less of a weakness they probably might not become a strength but it's, I, I take the challenge on to be the best CEO I can be for this company. So I have a lot of work to do to get to that. Sure, sure. Yeah, as anyone does. But um, yeah, I love the strategic way you're going about tackling it. That's really interesting. Um, and, and in terms of, you know, plans, ambitions for 22, again, you've touched on this already. There's some there's personal kind of, if you like, picture of success. Um, so I'd love to hear about that. But as well, in terms of, you know, business, what's, what are you hopeful for in, in, in 2022? Goodness. So at home, I think overall it's, it's keeping the balance a little bit more in check or, and I don't love the word balance. I'm going to retract that. So I often feel pressure at times that you're supposed to be the parent that gets up and makes the home lunches and cooks everything from scratch and do your yoga and meditation and do an amazing day, finish bang on time, meet. And it's just, it's too much. So what I mean about the balance that sometimes it could be 60, 40, 70, 30, sometimes it's 50, 50, 60. So it needs, and you, and you need people in your life that understand both. So that, that piece is becoming huge for me, that home life is becoming more and more of a priority. Not, and I mean, for anyone that's listening to things, my son was neglected, he wasn't, but I didn't take everything else into consideration um, as much as I should. Um, in terms of work, there is, there is, everyone says this, there's great plans. So, but there is, so we have, we have a huge launch for us in September that we've been working on since the day I launched Skin Ingredients. Right. And we have 500 people using different pieces of it. And I think if anyone's watching us online, they probably do know what it is, even though we think it's the best kept secret ever. It's not. But that's going to be pivotal for us. It's going to potentially put us on the map more than anything we've done before. Mm-hmm. It allows us to reach an entire new demographic and audience. It elevates the brand slightly. So essentially, it's an exciting project. And that's that's huge for us. It takes us a long time to get a product and initiative to market. There are many people out there that I applaud that can do it in a much shorter time. But because we create everything from scratch, the IP is our own, formula is our own, we create our, we, 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 yeah. everything's our own. It does take longer. Um, so that's probably the part that I'm the most excited about. And we're building our team with six people that we're recruiting at the moment. I think it's up to 10 by the midway through the year. So expanding the team and within my role, trying to build leadership team around me and ensuring that I have the right people to help bring the business forward. Whilst I, I always say when you're running a business, my opinion is, that I have to live in the present, but I have to always be aware of the past. So I don't create the same mistakes or I take the learnings with me, but I'm always trying to look to the future. So it's that it's that approach that I'm trying to live this year because there's an awful lot of moving pieces happening. I'd imagine there's going to be a, a challenge there for you as you try to launch the big pivotal project, but keep yourself front and center as well. Do you mean as in health? My, yeah. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, just those those kind of simple things that you've you've tried to you've built, you've been building for yourself in yourself, if you like, for the last while. So the way I look, you're, you're you're absolutely right. And to be honest, over the last years, I've allowed myself and accepted that my my own health, be it physical or mental, hasn't been the priority because the work had to take over. But if yeah. I feel your tagline. I mean, your tagline says it all. I'm going to read it. So it says, live well, perform better. So for me, I have to be mindful of it. That doesn't mean that I won't allow myself forgiveness of those two crazy weeks of launch that, you know, you know, I ha- and that's back, that's split. It has to be 80-20 or 90-10 for those two weeks and that's fine. But I 
have decided that this chapter, I believe that every year of your life is a chapter in your book. And so I've titled this chapter of my 36th year to be about continuity and, and continuous. So if I can keep with the water, keep with the walk and keep with the, if they're, they're simple, but they are achievable no matter what part of the world I'm in. So that's what I hope my promise to myself is. And I think that's an important thing is that you, when you make a promise to someone else, you usually keep it. But my promise to myself this year is not to break so many promises. And then last question um, for anyone who's listening to this um, and there's loads in here in terms of advice or insights, but what's what's the one piece of advice you would give to anyone who's interested in this idea of living well, performing better based on your experience? Getting to know yourself, having self-awareness and truly watching and asking yourself why you're doing what you're doing. I will answer that because the truth for me is that I I told myself what I wanted to hear and I was running away from and martyrism was alive and and it wasn't the truth so if I actually just stopped for long enough and I was challenged by the right people around me I believe I would have and I was because Dave Gribbon's one of those like he was always putting it back in my face Jennifer you have to mind yourself are you sleeping well like yeah, Dave, I, you don't understand I have to like I had to work till two last night but I didn't so I wasn't being as productive as I could I wasn't being resourceful with my resources and back to that internal dialogue, I don't beat myself up about that, that I wouldn't be here without having done that. Now it's just drawing a line and gradually starting to change that behavior. It doesn't just happen overnight if you want it to last. Yeah. So my answer is get to know yourself. I mean, you, like you, you, not Jennifer Rock, the CEO, founder, public appearance person or the mother. It's the, who are you? What do you want? What does living well look like? What does success look like? So what does performing well look like? And start to figure that out and then figure out how do you get there? Everything can be, once you figure out the goal, you can work out a plan. Fantastic. Um, Jennifer, that was brilliant. Like really interesting, informative, inspiring, energizing. So thank you very, very much for uh, making the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Genuinely pleasure. Really, really enjoyed it. <laughs>